Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and the other day, I had a bit of an aha moment. They don't come often, but when they do, I want to share them with you. And fortunately, I can do that. So it wasn't a fat loss aha moment, but it totally could have been. So here's what was going on. I had to learn some business ownership type stuff, right? I I knew I needed to work on a particular area, and so I spent the whole day kind of researching and gathering information. I had been stuck on something, and so I, I wanted to get as much information as I could. And when I was done, so I spent kind of several hours doing this, and when I was done, I realized that I was really proud of myself and felt accomplished. I was thinking like, Wow, that's so awesome. I learned so much. What a productive day. And then it hit me. I haven't done anything. Like, yes, I learned a lot, but that in and of itself isn't productive. And so I started to kind of think about that a little bit. And if you're thinking, I don't follow, you got a lot done, right? I realized how many times I've had similar situations where I've gotten excited over knowledge and information, and I felt really kind of like accomplished or motivated and had this sense of pride and productivity when I hadn't actually done anything at all. And I get it if some people are confused, but you did do something. You gathered information. I get that. Here's the problem. Sometimes the little bit of affirmation or ego boost that comes with that, I think it can be a false affirmation, a kind of moment of like, high five, great job, what a productive day, when it wasn't productive at all. So follow me for a second. I know that I've had so many situations where I've read a great book and felt like I learned so much from it or heard an awesome podcast that really inspired me or gone to a conference where I gathered lots of information and facts or I learned a new theory about metabolism or fat loss or listened to somebody else's inspiring success story and then did nothing with the information. It lived there in my brain and made me feel good, made me feel informed, made me feel this potential for doing something in my life, but I did nothing with it. And maybe I intended to and got busy, or maybe I just never carved out the time to take action. But I know for me, I often fall face first into the trap of learning without doing and then giving myself accolades or false affirmations as if I had done something like, wow, you know, I learned so much or I'm so motivated, I'm so inspired. It doesn't mean anything. And I've transitioned 
you know, over the last year, year and a half into this space of being a business owner. And I see this all the time. People who maybe spend a ton of money, myself included, going to a conference, taking copious amounts of notes, generating a ton of enthusiasm over what a great event it was, and then never implementing what they learned. It just lives forever in this notebook or this document where they took their notes and they don't do anything. Learning without doing is not valuable at all. In fact, you might be wasting your time because that time you're spending learning could be spent doing and it's not. And you're telling yourself how awesome it is that you're learning so much, but you're not doing anything. So something I want you to think about, are you spending more time learning and collecting information than you are spending time putting that information to work in your own life? Are you spending more time learning and collecting or seeking out information than you are putting that information to work in your life? You very well might, many people are, you very well might be keeping yourself from progress because you think that the learning in and of itself is progress. And that takes you off the hook from doing. Maybe you're like, I've been it so many times and you confuse learning with progress. The other day, just as an example, I got an email from a listener who wrote something along the lines of, I listened to both of your episodes on dairy and I know I need to give it up. I'm personally not tolerant to dairy and it makes me sad, but I know it needs to go. Plus, I'm estrogen dominant, another reason that I need to give up dairy, and my doctor already told me to give up dairy. But can you send me some more information? Because I feel like I need constant convincing on this one. And I emailed her back and I said, so I have nothing against providing you with information, but I don't think that's what you need. And I think that that might be a distraction. And I said, I think maybe you already seem to know that you need to eliminate dairy. And so finding more reasons to eliminate dairy isn't going to convince you any more strongly than you already have. You need to put that effort that you would spend in learning about why you should do this thing that you already know you need to do, put that energy into action instead of just building this case and feeling really informed. So I, so I emailed her and I said, so basically, here's what you told me. You are not tolerant to dairy. That right there is enough information. You don't need to know anything else from papers or studies or research. Your body gave you the most important piece of information. You already know that you have a hormonal imbalance and you know that dairy delivers exogenous hormones and your doctor has recommended something in support of what you already know, that you give up dairy. So I said your only next step is to do it, not to learn more about why to do it. If you tell yourself, I just need more information, then you might be avoiding action because I would dare say that if you are here right now, you already know one thing that you could do or improve to get more results. But so many times we get stuck in this vortex of learning and not doing to avoid doing the work. In this case, you know, if dairy is a habit that needs to be broken, then start doing the work, not learning about why you should do the work. It's the same thing with people who email and say, I love your podcast, Elizabeth, and I've listened to every episode, but I don't know where to start. That is an information-seeking problem, not an information-availability problem. 
That's you putting more emphasis on learning than you are on doing. Because if, like these emails say, you've listened to every episode of the podcast, then you've heard thousands of potential action items. Pick one. Pick one. I say all the time that you don't need to do everything, but you need to do something. And I really encourage you for that something to be one thing. And then do it every day until it feels effortless. Sometimes when we consume a ton of information, we don't retain much of it. Because retention of information comes from implementation of information. Retention of information comes from implementation, not from just receiving it. So for me, when I had that work day that I was telling you about a few minutes ago and I created all of these notes, I'm not going to remember them. And how often am I going to go back to that document and revisit them? Probably never. So the only way that I can retain that information in my brain is to put it into action. How many conferences or workshops have you been to and then you've never gone back through your notes, right? How many books have you read and taken notes in the book and then not ever gone back to revisit your notes and take action? How many podcasts have you listened to without making the suggested changes? So I've got a challenge for you. And this first one would be related to your job, whatever it is that you do during the day. Before you leave work or stop working for the day, I want you to pull out a special notebook that you use just for this, or you can open up a special document that's just for this. And this notebook or journal or document is called Learning and Changing. And I want you to take two minutes before you leave work every day, and I want you to write down anything and everything that you learned on that day. Maybe you met a new vendor and you learned about their services or their capabilities. Maybe you learned how to restore your computer from a backup. Maybe you learned a new skill or heard somebody handle a problem or a situation in a way that gave you an idea about how you could do something differently or better. Write it down. Then here's the next step. After you've written down what you've learned, I want you to write down what you're going to do about it. It doesn't mean that you have to do something about everything you learned, but most of us don't do anything with any of the things we learned. We might have ideas or intentions to, I'm sure most of us do, but how often does that translate into action? So maybe you're gonna share some new keyboard shortcut with your team tomorrow, or maybe you're gonna follow up with that vendor that you met to ask an additional question that you had lingering during the meeting. And I want you to apply this strategy in any area of your life. And we can use this podcast as an example. Let's say that your goal is fat loss and you know you need to be taking more action or taking more consistent action. Instead of just listening and nodding and feeling inspired, which is a great feeling, but it doesn't make it productive or valuable, in your tracking document or in your journal, in a note on your phone or a document on your computer, Jot down whatever you learned and then jot down one thing you're going to do with that information today. And if it's late in the day when you're doing this, have it be one thing you're going to do with that information tomorrow. So in the case of this particular episode, let's say my one thing is I'm going to start that document. I'm going to open it up as a note on my phone or on my computer or I'm going to buy that journal or I'm going to finally create my tracking document that Elizabeth talks about in pretty much every episode. 
If you are listening to an episode, say, on carb strategies, you might write down what you've learned and then decide, my one thing today is I am going to stick to a half a cup of carbohydrates from a whole food source at dinner tonight, right? Period. I'm not saying you need to be transformed by every book or podcast or conference, right? But I'm saying that we need to be really careful to avoid the false affirmation of learning, 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 but then not doing what we need to do for results. You can be very educated about hormones and fat loss and be hormonally imbalanced and overweight. And we can change this by doing one thing, one small thing, and getting consistent with that thing until it is a habit. If you're listening to an episode or reading a blog about water quality, take three minutes and order the water filter. Don't just have it on the list of things that maybe one day might make it to the top of the priority list. Pause your TV show and order the water filter. Get done. Or if we're talking about how too much protein can raise blood sugar, commit to today, my one thing, is I'm going to dial back my protein servings and see how that makes me feel, see how it impacts my energy or my hunger, right? You guys know I love to read. I am reading all the time, and it's so easy to consume information and then do nothing with it. And there are a couple of ways that I personally overcome this because I read so much and there's so many ideas and so many strategies, I can't possibly implement them all, but this is what I do. I always read with a pen and a notebook. Sometimes I take notes in the book, But here's the problem. I rarely revisit the book, so I don't see those notes once I'm finished with the book. Now, there are a couple of books that I revisit often, but that's a small list. So I read with a journal, right? And I write down the important ideas or strategies in that journal. And at the start of every month, I go back through my journal. And this is clutch, right? When we make notes and then retire those notebooks or leave them half finished in a drawer that's where things go to die, then we never revisit these ideas and we reduce our opportunities for implementing them into our lives. So whatever is your learning journal, you've got to go back through it. It only takes me maybe 20 minutes for me to flip through this at the beginning of every month. Anytime I consume information, a podcast, a lecture, a conference, a book, right, I end my listening or my reading session for that day or that hour with two questions. What do I need to implement from this? And when am I going to do it? And I put it on the calendar, right? Just a couple of days ago, I was doing some research on marketing automation, and I was like, oh, this is great stuff, right? What a game changer this could be for me, finding out in a more uh, efficient way what people are struggling with and how I can help. And then I very quickly realized it's not on my list for this week. Like, I'm not going to be able to implement this this week. So I've learned all this stuff, but I know I can't put it into practice this week because of other things that need to get done. And then it could very quickly fall into that mental drawer where things go to die, right? I wanted to keep researching because it was interesting and it was exciting and it was motivating, but I stopped because I know it's not going to get implemented this week. So it's not the best thing that I could be doing with my time. So I opened up my calendar. I didn't just set it aside. I opened up my calendar and I scheduled it in there for a time when I knew that I would be able to simultaneously learn and implement what I was learning. 
I love the notion of what's called just-in-time learning. If you know you're not going to change your eating habits right before you go on vacation or while you're on vacation, then I wouldn't recommend investing your time in reading a book that's going to inspire you with all sorts of ideas that you're not ready to implement yet, right? The notion of just-in-time learning means consuming information when you're ready to do something with it and not before. We, we so get into this habit of like cluttering our minds with 10 different blogs on how to get organized and Pinterest pictures on how to make it pretty, right? When we know we have zero downtime for taking any action on this for, say, the next three weeks. Save that kind of investment in information for when you can take action. You want it to motivate you when you have the time, the flexibility, the margin to act. And you certainly don't want it stressing you out and frustrating you when you can't do anything about it. We must distinguish between information and application. There's three different kind of parts of this, and we tend to get stuck on the first one, which is information. We consume, consume, consume. We learn, learn, learn. And we feel like, oh, that was great. What a wonderful thing I did today. But then there's application, and then there's implementation. And all three happen separately. And we tend to kind of drop the ball after information, like, check, listen to the podcast, that's fantastic, right? We only get results from implementation. So information is what we know, what we know, what we understand. Application is how does this apply to my situation, my habits, my life? And then implementation is action, putting it to work. So many times we take notes on information we learn or we make mental notes about facts and powerful statements, things that move us or strike us as interesting, but that is missing the critical step of how do I apply this to my life, my business, my finances, or my relationships. When I'm learning about business, I might write down ideas and strategies, but I have to take it to the next level of how does this apply to my business? What changes can I make to apply this information and when am I going to implement specifically? What day am I putting this on my calendar to make it happen? So to wrap this up here, I am all about learning. I am all about improving and growing, and I really think that knowledge is wonderful, but it's not power. It's the potential for power. Improving and growing doesn't come from learning. It comes from implementing what you learn, and that's where a lot of people get hung up. I'm going to link in the show notes to like one of the very first episodes of this podcast. I think it's actually episode number three, uh, and it's all about the 80-20 rule, figuring out what are the most powerful and high-impact strategies you can implement so we don't just waste time consuming information without applying it into our lives. So let's put this into practice right now. Like seriously, we're going to do this right now. What I want you to do is shoot me an email or message me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, or you can comment on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. What piece of information for fat loss or health are you going to put into practice today? I want to know. Don't just smile and nod and think, huh. Like, I want to know what are you going to do and when are you going to do it? All right, before we wrap up, sort of a show note kind of thing. I have received a number of requests to bring back the What I Ate Yesterday segment. 
And so I'm going to. Now, with that said, the reason that I stopped doing it is because some people felt like, I can't eat the way she eats. She eats so clean. That's not realistic for me. I'm still in the land of like Taco Bell and cookies. And it seems like all she eats is meat and vegetables. Listen, it's all about doing what represents an improvement for you. You guys got to remember at my heaviest, I was having like three Chick-fil-A meals in the morning before 10 a.m. and candy bars and all sorts of junk, right? I didn't switch to this overnight. This segment is only meant to give you ideas and to show you that we can burn fat and have tons of energy without the processed foods, without the junk, and without eating every 90 minutes, okay? I'm not hungry. I don't battle cravings. If I start to get hungry, I eat, and then I look at, why did I get hungry so fast? If I start to experience cravings, I say, what is happening in my body that is triggering the craving? And I change that thing. I don't think, ooh, a chocolate craving. What's something chocolate I can have? I think, ooh, a chocolate craving. What is going on in my body to trigger this craving? And how can I address the problem so that the craving is eliminated without chocolate? Because eating chocolate in response to a chocolate craving only reinforces that and makes the cravings come back. So anyway, I want to be valuable to you guys. And enough people have asked for it that I really want to be sure if it's adding value, I don't want to take that away. So Nothing nothing left to say about that. What I ate yesterday, I started my day with coffee and maybe a half a cup of walnuts. Um, walnuts are like the one nut that I can keep and I won't just devour and overeat. <laughs> so I know a half a cup is a pretty hefty serving, but that's just what I ate. Um, several hours later, my brunch, we'll call it, was the cabbage, avocado, bacon, and egg bowl that I've put up on the blog that everybody is just like dying for lately because it's delicious and it's super, 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 super satisfying. And then later in the day, I had been making my own chicken bone broth for the last 24 hours or so, and I put up the recipe on the blog. So definitely check that out if you're curious about why bone broth is a healthy thing and how to make it. Um, But I had two bowls of my bone broth and I put some extra chicken in it. So it was kind of like chicken soup slash bone broth. So I had two cups of that. So anyway, that segment will be back moving forward in response to requests for it. And we'll be back in a couple of days with another episode. So I'll see you then. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.